Good Thursday morning. How you doing? This is Med with Shots from the Sidelines, hanging out in Bluffton, South Carolina. Seth is not going to be with us today, but don't you fret. Don't you worry. Because we got something special for you. You're going to get a whole lot of, of your boy, the man, the myth, the legend, Patty Ice. <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. All right, so there's going to be a couple things that we are going to be discussing today. We got, uh, of course, some of the defense, uh, Cincinnati Bengals woes that are going on. It's just been kind of a shocker so far this year. We got some uh, some other things that we're going to talk about. Jonathan Taylor is going to be coming back. We've got a retro six-pack. We're going to be talking about the SEC, a couple of games that are both SEC, and, of course, there's a big matchup in the Midwest. We're talking the Red River Shootout behind Oklahoma and Texas. Yep. So, But first – I got this little piece that I wanted to actually play for Pat to hear his ideas on this bitch. FP top four. College football. Well, I would start with Georgia. I know everybody wants to beat up on them, but they're still number one in my book. Ohio State escaped against Notre Dame. They're still around. And then, obviously, Florida State has such impressive wins at Clemson and against LSU. And I really like Texas because of what Heather said, that win at Alabama. George uh, and Heather? Here it is. We're on different pages, Paul. I've got Florida State number one, Texas number two, Georgia number three, because not even Kirby Smart knows how good this team is yet. And at number four, (laughs) I've got Washington because they're the most complete team in the country. And for everyone saying, whoa, wait a minute, where's the Big Ten? I've got Ohio State on the bubble at number five because of that Notre Dame win. And Michigan right now, as good as they've been, and J.J. McCarthy's the best quarterback in the Big Ten, they're 113th right now in strength of schedule, according to ESPN Analytics. Now, I mean, that last part that she said, I have to kind of agree with the fact that Michigan has not really played anybody. But as yeah. far as the rest of her list, I personally cannot see Florida State, nor whoever the hell she said, because I'm still kind of blown off the side with the Washington thing. This is something that I found like literally five minutes before we went on the air. And I was like, what? No big 10 schools, Georgia at number three. What's your ideas, man? I I mean, I hate that. I I hate that. I don't even know who she is. (laughs) I don't want to know. (laughs) Her name is Heather. (laughs) Oh man. Michigan at six. I mean, they're at two right now, which it doesn't matter because you know, college football, uh, numbers or stats, whatever rankings that can come out soon. Um, I don't see Washington being four. Now I do like Washington, I, and I, I have know. I have talked about them a few times. You know, I've it's like I said, if it hasn't been the SEC, what we've mainly talked about is the Pac-12. Yeah, and Washington has been very solid. They got a great Heisman candidate out there, Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> but when I first heard this, like everything he said, I was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And you okay. Good. You know, FSU number, you know, number three. And then of course he had Texas at number four. I mean, Texas pulled off a very good right. upset with Alabama. Right. In fact, that's, I think who she had as number two. Yeah. So I could somewhat see Texas, but the fact that, that Georgia, even though y'all do have a slow burning offense, uh, that's the only weakness I've seen. Right. So now, I mean, I, I could see, you know, kind of Washington kind of, you know, putting their foot in there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. With their schedule. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, they play Oregon next week. Yeah, that's going to be uh, one of those games that, you know, show me games. Statement yeah, game. that's going to be a big game. Um, I mean, they play USC three weeks after that, Utah after that. I mean, they their, their last four games. Oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, Murder's Row. Yeah, that I is. I mean, Washington is, State's in there, too, and we yeah. know how much I like to hear it talking about Cameron Ward. Yeah. So. But man. Now, if, if they can get in, it's because they went out. Yeah, they I win agree. every single game. Yeah, and Absolutely. they can do that, and they can. They have a they have a good enough offense and a, and a decent defense. I think it's going to be between and no no juice against the USC Trojans right now, but I think it's going to be between Washington and Oregon at this point. Yeah, I think I, mean, that, I can see that. And I mean, that's I no disrespect that. to anybody. I think Caleb Williams is going to have a really good chance for getting his uh, his second Heisman and everything, yeah. and be the first person since Archie Griffin. Just being yeah. real, yeah. But yeah, when I when I first heard her say Georgia number three, I was like, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's so, kind of hard. It's kind of disrespectful. I would be really. disrespectful. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, really. But I mean, what are you going to do? Everybody has different predictions, you know. So I mean, it is what it is. Very true. <laughs> at and, the end of the day, we're just going to point at her if we can. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, "What is she talking about?" But uh, talking about predictions and everything, wow. one thing that no one can predict is what was going on with the Cincinnati Bengals so far this year. Did you know that so far this season they have not scored one first half touchdown yet? Yeah, I did actually. Oh, look at I, you! I heard that over because <laughs> I was watching the game a little bit, and, and they were talking about that how they haven't haven't scored and. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And I, I had a whole bunch of stats lined up for this. Besides not scoring a touchdown, they are also ranked dead last in yards per play with four. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, right now they are, you know, just, and of course it all goes back to Joe Burrow and what happened with him because he got hurt early in the preseason and everybody right. injured his calf. Right. And, you know, watching some ESPN analysis and stuff like that. Shannon Sharp love watching him. Yeah, and uh, he's he's and sometimes he says some things you're like, eh. But some t- this time he actually drilled it because he was like talking about the fact that you know Joe Burrow is a scrambling quarterback. Yeah, they look at him as more of a passer, mm-hmm. but he can't get away from sacks. And right. so far this year, because the only main acquisition that they had last year, this past off season, was they picked up. Uh, Brown Jr. Mm-hmm. from the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's pretty much it. But they're still giving up eight sacks. But also, you look at his performance right now. Uh, his first four games in the first three seasons, his averages were 67.3 completion percentage. He used, averaged 262 yards a, a, a game. And then he had a 23-8 to eight touchdown to interception ratio. Between oh. those 12 yeah, games. Right. Not bad. No, it's not. Actually really good. With his calf injury, he is sitting at 57.6% completion percentage. He has 182 yards average Jeez. per game. And he is sitting at two touchdowns, two interceptions. And, wow. I mean, it It doesn't look that clean. And plus, also last year, they their defense was sitting at seventh. Right. At the end of the year. Right. So, good offense, good defense. You know, of course, a lot of people, myself included, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl and not necessarily win it. But, I mean, this has been kind yeah. of a shock for everyone. How about oh, yeah. yourself? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a major shot. I mean, maybe he needed those four games in the preseason. Oh, definitely. And then, I mean, it's four games now, so we'll see what he can do for the rest of the season. But you can't play injured. You really can't. Yeah, you can't. I mean, I don't like that he's out there, but, you know, it is what it is. Especially in today's NFL where you have to be able to have that ability to scramble. Oh, yeah. Everyone's bigger and for faster. Sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. When your linebackers can catch you and it's kind of or – your, or your defensive ends, it's kind of over with. you got to be able to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now they are average – They last year sixth in points per game. Now they're 18th. Wow. And, you know, that that's a tough division to actually be – in fact, in all honesty, probably the toughest division – and NFL yeah, right now. I can so, see that. But yeah, they uh they definitely need some help. Patriots have acquired some help to a lesser degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's worth a wah wah if I had that up right now. Yeah. But uh what they ended up doing, folks, is that they have traded for JC Jackson from San Diego, basically another defensive player. Uh, this is after, of course, they just had a huge debacle against the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. in which they got tanked 38-3. And it's just, you know, what is he thinking at this point? I mean, Bill Belichick is considered widely as the greatest coach of all time, but he's not really doing anything to really help. It really feels like he's really trying to solidify his his status as a defensive guru and basically just offering Mac Jones up as like the sacrificial lamb yeah. for the offense yeah. because they only got the two guys that we've talked about 20 million times with Juju and Mike yeah. Jacecki, and then you go out and get Ezekiel Elliott as your backup running back. Yeah. That, it's hard. I mean, I, I like J.C. Jackson. He's going back home. That's where he started for the Pats. Right. Um, I, I just feel like ever since Brady left, you know, Belichick's kind of been on autopilot. No, I agree. You know, it's just like he hasn't done anything to make any drastic moves to help his team win. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just, it really goes to show that, you know, Brady made Belichick. No, I agree with Not that. the opposite way around. And you'd be surprised how many people are actually really spicy because I will go yeah. around on different websites and, you know, make comments and stuff like that. And, you know, one of the things that was actually brought up was, you know, someone basically made a hot take saying, you know, Bill Belichick is actually one of the worst coaches of all time. Now, I won't say that. No, definitely not. You can't say that. Can't say that. No. But the years in with him and the Patriots, now a lot of people forget he was a head coach for Cleveland Browns before mm-hmm. he became a defensive coordinator for Bill Parcells over the Giants. Mm-hmm. In fact, correct that. He was a defensive coordinator for the Giants, went to Cleveland, and then back to Parcells when he was with New England. Mm-hmm. And I, Parcells is a great coach. Awesome coach. Yeah. I mean, deserves his Hall of Fame mm-hmm. stature, which we'll talk about, you know, some other people too. But as far as like he goes, he had a losing record. It wasn't too bad, but it was like 36 40, just mm-hmm. pulling a number off my head. But I know that he is 78 and 87 since Brady with Brady less Patriots teams. I mean, which I mean, it's not. That's not horrible. It's not great. You know, not at all. I mean, 78 and 87, I mean, it's, I mean. That doesn't help you keep a job in the NFL. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but, I mean, he's only keeping his job because of his name. Yeah. And, you know, the six Super Bowls or whatever they have, five Super Bowls. 
And maybe, you know, he might have been the guy that was massaging Robert Kraft in the massage parlors. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> That's how he's keeping his job. Yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> and it's just, I don't see the Patriots defense being anything great. I think the really, the big name that stands out to me is is Jadon. Which, and by the way, right now, Jadon is going to probably be out for, I would say, even probably the rest of the season. He, he oh, messed man. up his biceps. He'll be out for the next two months. Wow. And that was also something that came up earlier this week right after the game. I didn't know that. Dang, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a huge blow. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, it it helped. I mean, there's also, I think, Christian Gonzalez, their number one draft pick this Mm -hmm. past year. He got injured in the game. Uh, there was there's a few injuries, and I mean, to J.C. Jackson, I guess, helped shore set up, but also at the same time, when you look at how bad the offense is struggling right now, yeah, you kind of. Well, what do you what do you do? What free agent right now can go to the Pats, start, and help them win games? You can't. That's why you tried to build through the draft. Yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, you've heard me harp about it before. I mean, when you sit there and you draft a receiver in the sixth round and decide that you want to punter and a kicker first yeah you need a need yeah you know? i get i he's only drafted four specialty players in his entire tenure with the patriots yeah and i can name them james white yeah ben watson mac jones and Neroy henry harry henry anyway i can't remember his name that tells you how great he was yeah <laughs> but and he ended up going to the bears of course but you know also, where all players die, where all careers go to end. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, those are the only four players that he drafted. Man, that was not either a lineman or a defensive player. Yeah, I don't know. But speaking That's about but speaking of someone that is hurt but is coming back, Jonathan Taylor has just been cleared for practices. Whoop whoop whoop. So. I know you're happy. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he can play. Hopefully, Hopefully he can play. play. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's been healthy. He's been healthy, but he, he's, you know, they're just making sure they're doing the right thing. Yeah. 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 Just for sure. Time with him. What they should have done to Burrow. Yeah. Definitely what they should have done with Burrow. But, you know, it's just one of those deals where, you know, and it seems like everything's been put behind him with Jim Irsay and Jonathan Taylor. We'll see mm-hmm. how that plays out this offseason. Zach Moss has been doing a stand up job in there, but, yeah. you know, he's just a different type of player. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the only reason I can speak on Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor is I have both of them on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah, he tried to trade me Moss earlier. I did. I did. <laughs> um, I, I like Moss. Moss it was a great backup. Awesome. He awesome did his backup. job yeah. and exceeded. Well, he definitely – I he, knew he was going to do good Yeah, because I thought he did all right over there in Buffalo. He just didn't have – he had Devin Singletary in yeah. front of him. Yeah, and which – I mean, it's not the same. I don't, no, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, but I think he did a great job. Now, do I think they're probably going to split some carries because of how well he did? Absolutely. Do they ease JT back in? Absolutely. You should. Yeah. I mean, that's you, for sure. Before Anthony Richardson came into the play and everything like that, that was your franchise guy. Yeah. And, you know, it's just kind of crazy. You look at what the garbage was that was at the quarterback position beforehand. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what he was able to do. I mean, really just for that one season. But even before that, when he got his time to shine, he did pretty well. Yeah. And, yep. I mean, it's just, 
you know, I, I'm glad that he's coming back. Yeah. And, you know, in the off season, hopefully, you know, he just goes ahead and. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Well, cha-ching. Cha-ching, cha-ching gets that money. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the Colts change their offense that much. You don't think so? Around JT. No. I think they kind of leave the same. I mean, Richardson's been balling. doing a great job. He's been balling. You know? In fact, right now, I would honestly say between him and C.J. Stroud, uh, that might yeah. be your one and two. Yeah. I mean, we love Bajan, and we all said Bajan as far yeah. as the offensive rookie of the year. But seeing those two quarterbacks, the way they've been they're, balling they're lately, killing it. they've been doing great. Uh, speaking about getting killed, uh, Travis Hunter will be out for the next two games. Yeah. Uh, Golly, man. And, I mean, I already kind of saw it coming. It was a dirty hit. Uh, he's going to be out for two more weeks, still trying to heal his lacerated liver. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it's just – it's a rough game. Yeah, it is. It is. He didn't play Saturday, though. No. No, okay. Did you see that they actually, like, met up? Oh, they did? Yeah, they met up and kind of, like, you know, had a video and stuff, and they are like, you know, this is football, yada, yada, yada. He did that so that kid can get killed. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but. Oh, there ain't no maybe. Yeah. They could sit there and kiss and make up <laughs> all they want. But I'm. Mean, <laughs> How'd you pull that up so fast? <laughs> I have it right here, bro. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just like. No, I mean. Hmm. I, I mean, I still. I respect it. I, 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 I do respect it. I still think that, you know, it's too dirty of a hit to, you know. Be all buddy buddy the oh, week after. Man, if we were playing against each other and I lit you up like that, you would have probably oh, yeah. sent a hit out oh. of me or something <laughs> like that. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all we got for the uh the lead off right now. We will be coming back with the retro six pack <laughs> right after this. just cut that off but <laughs> try to fade it out but no yeah no, but that was hot that was hot that was uh i like that um so we're going to be doing a retro uh six pack basically we'll be asking pat some questions and then i'll answer in kind for who i thought would probably be my response to it and this is going to be retro we're going to be talking a little old school on this one so but not too old not not too old on for, my end no not not nearly as old but you know it ain't like i'm a damn tree, damn it! <laughs> so, I like the good old dirt boys. The good old dirt boys over here, Tennessee, number one. <laughs> Who is the greatest player to never win a Super Bowl, regardless of position? Okay, I don't know if you're gonna like this. Go ahead. Okay, uh, not Dan Marino. I'm fine with that. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Devin. <laughs> Um, not Barry Sanders. Mm, okay, which I I have a feeling that's yours. Yeah, well, you know <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> I went with Randy Moss. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's probably the second best receiver behind Jerry Jerry Rice. Um, 
he almost won with with Brady until Eli Manning came in and stole the show. Kind of stole the show, absolutely, with Plexigo Burris, uh, which was a great Super Bowl. Um, I mean, he has fifteen thousand yards receiving, one hundred fifty six touchdowns, on average fifteen yards per catch, which is crazy. Sickening. Yeah. Um. Now. I'm going to say he's the best Vikings receiver. I would say that. You know, behind, well, he's in front of Chris Carter. Yeah, I definitely. Agree with that. Chris Carter had, um, I mean, what was it? It was. Oh, he's up there too. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's definitely up there too. too. I mean, Chris Carter had. I remember Chris Berman saying one time, all he does is catch touchdowns. Yeah. So. What was it? I want to say it was. It's like a thousand receptions to Randy Moss's 500 receptions. And Chris Carter had 12,000 receiving yards. Um, Ernie Moss had nine. And that's for his and total career in Minnesota? For or? Minnesota, yeah. I was going to say, because his – when Randy Moss left to go to Oakland, mm-hmm. that was his, like, two yep. down years. And yep. then, of course, he went back over to New England on a very – like, a dirt cheap oh, trade yeah. that Belichick was just a master of at that yeah. time. And that's when he popped. Yeah. So – yeah, that's what it was. It was it was Chris Carter had um, a little bit over a thousand, um, and Randy Moss had about five eighty eighty seven. Still, I like that. Which, I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You have half the amount of receptions, and you're three thousand yards behind. You know the the leading receiver for Minnesota. Um, I would definitely put Randy Moss over Chris Carter, uh, but that's your guy. That's my guy. I like that, Randy Moss. That's like that's that. my guy. So you were correct as far as my guy goes because I love me some Barry Sanders. Yeah, I do too, man. He's good. Uh, just to watch him make a fool of my team every time we played him. I mean, he played with a Detroit Lions team that was just absolutely – I know some people are like, oh, man, that offensive line was good. No, it was average at best. Yeah. And for this man to have just the stats, three thousand, a little over 3,000 carries, 15,269 yards. Yeah, uh, he has a an offensive two offensive player of the year trophies. He has one MVP with that year that he ran for over two thousand yards, which I believe was his last season. Wow! And you know, three hundred and fifty two catches for two thousand nine hundred and twenty one yards. Jeez! So, I mean, I I forgot to write down his touchdowns mm-hmm. but it's it's north of 100 oh yeah easily it's gotta be and he carried that team so much i mean you look at the quarterbacks he had he had andre ware scott mitchell a lot of people that you don't even remember i don't remember mm-hmm. and i mean I, I the lions were never a team i hated like the packers right but they were a team that i whenever there was a chance to watch barry sanders i liked watching him he was i was a big fan of his uh, if I was to actually pick up a second player and just say, regardless of position, I would say T.O. Yeah, would be I, no, I can agree with that. Absolutely. Uh, bringing up Dan Marino, I know a lot of people go default with him as yeah. far as like the quarterback yeah. things go. When you really look at his numbers, his, they're kind of inflated. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you look at the uh, passing completions percentage right now uh, for his career, he was under six, 60%. Wow. And, you know, it's kind it's kind of, it just shows what what how how much it's changed as far as the game goes right now. I mean, he still has, 
you know, 61,361 yards, 420 touchdowns, and 252 picks. I usually say, but his playoff record is just that's horrible, eight and ten. Yeah, and you know, one fifty six percent, and then he has thirty two touchdowns, twenty four interceptions. But Jim Kelly to me was a better performer as mm-hmm. far as the playoffs go. Right. But then I looked at his numbers, I was like, oh, not as good. No. So, I I have to re uh, resend my uh, Jim Kelly's better than Dan Marino talk. <laughs> but uh, you know, it it's just it just goes to show you that the game is just crazy. And especially in playoff time in playoff time. I mean, you got to up it up. Yeah. So, all right. So number two, which number one NFL draft pick in the history of the game, would you say was the biggest flop of all time? I know a lot of people say Ryan Leaf, but he was picked number two. Oh, I didn't know it was uh, the first pick. Oh, yes. I did not know that. Oh, Pat, that was the first pick. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I'm going to go on. with something entirely different. Then I don't think uh, the guy that I chose was. Yeah, you can go with yours. I went with Jamarcus Russell. I actually knew you were going to go with Jamarcus Russell. Uh, he was drafted back in 2007, played only 31 games, 52.1 completion percentage, 4,083 yards, 18 Touchdowns, 23 picks. No, yeah, 23 picks, seven wins, 18 losses. Yeah. Uh, one of the, There's plenty of stories about him. If you really want to just watch it, folks, go on YouTube. Look up how bad Jamarcus Russell was. But one of the things was he was given blank tapes one time by his basically offensive assistants. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it was just codenamed Blitzes. And it was supposed to be tapes for him to go and look at and study and, you know, come back and give him feedback and everything. And they were blank. They were kind of like a got you, you know, ha-ha, you know, right. joke and everything that they were trying to play on him. So the very next day, this dude comes strolling in and everything. One of the coaches looks over at him and is like, hey, so how would you like those, those plays and everything? He's like, I loved them all. And uh, he just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there are other times where, you know, he he would come in bigger than the offensive linemen that were blocking him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah, he's huge. He couldn't find his receiver, but he could find his fridge. <laughs> so, and he held out for a big payday, which was at the time astronomical. And he was a main one of the biggest reasons why you know your quarterbacks and your first overall picks now have the cascade system where they have to have like twenty four million over four years. Mm-hmm. He got a six-year, $61 million contract with $32 million of it guaranteed, and he played three years. I mean, that's ridiculous. And before be, before he went into the draft, before he got picked number one now, he tested positive for codeine because he liked his scissor. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> and they would, they would have the team scouts following. This was the Raiders now yeah. to oh, the yeah. casinos yeah. in Las Vegas and watching gamble. And you sit here and you're like, man, this is this is the same. I mean, you look at what they drafted in such a, a – the 90s were crazy is probably mm-hmm. the best way. Or in this case, the two, early 2000s were crazy. I right. remember when they drafted Hayward Bay over other established receivers because of speed. Yeah. They had uh, Huff, who did all right, but he wasn't the greatest either. Yeah. And Was Huff from Oregon? Was uh, that – he, he ended up playing uh, for – he was Texas uh, safety. I can't okay. remember his first okay, name. Okay. 
but he played with the Oakland Raiders for a while, and then he went to Tennessee. Okay. And that's where he kind of like really solidified his way as a. But yeah, as far as Jamarcus Russell goes, this is a this that was my number one overall. You got yours yet? Well, you can go with whatever you got. I'm gonna have to go with whatever I got <laughs> because you went with Ryan Leaf. No, I didn't. You went with Trent Dilfer. Read number two, brother. <laughs> Oh, well, go for that. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I mean, like I said before, I didn't go with, you know, the first round. First and the reason why pick. is because uh, I emailed him the wrong question. So, we'll go with that. <laughs> I'm not wrong. <laughs> um, I actually wrote in my notes, you're probably going to go with Jamarcus Russell. I really did. That well, first yeah, line right there. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, Johnny Menzel. Oh, okay. His one. first five games. Just – Bear with me. I'm going to bear with you. He had 18 completions. 18. The look on my face <laughs> says everything. 18 completions. In 35 attempts. Okay. You throw the ball 35 times in five games. Yeah. Yeah. That's horrible. That's horrible. Um, I remember he had like a repertoire with uh, Travis Benjamin. Was it Travis Benjamin, the really fast receiver on the outside? I don't. I don't think it was. You mean Kelvin Benjamin? It might have been. I don't. Yeah. I, Benjamin was his last name, but he was fast <laughs> as hell, and it just seemed like any touchdown was thrown was to him. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that was his first year. He played, you know, five games, which you get some garbage time. Maybe that's what it was in. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, the next year, he threw for fifteen hundred yards in fourteen games. What? <laughs> you know, well, just I mean, just a little over, a little over a hundred yards. He was one of the greatest college football players ever. Yeah, by far one of the most ex- exciting. Absolutely. You know, put his name on the map whenever he beat Alabama. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he was he he was him. Yeah, he was, he him. was him. He was him. He was him. Um, yeah, a huge disappointment for all the Browns fans. Sorry, Cody. You're over there listening in Japan, hopefully. No, he wasn't because I saw uh, <laughs> I saw who all does listen. Yeah. I didn't see quite a few actually. So Cody, and you better the, listen. And to all the Tennessee fans, look, I'm gonna talk shit about y'all anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry if I offended you, but you know, I can't help it that you're charming soft. Going on to number three. <laughs> What is the greatest football moment that you have ever witnessed? Okay, so this was this was good for me. I, I thought this was a great question. I want to go with you know something completely different. You probably have no clue what I'm about to say. <laughs> I mean. Bes- besides the Bucks winning the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, okay, and Georgia winning back to back championships, yeah. okay. I went honestly when Citadel beat South Carolina. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> so, so I went to that game. That was the first college game I've ever been to. That's cool. Um, we, I was with you know my wife's family and and they're all Gamecock fans. That her brother went to went to USC. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a great game down to the wire, mm-hmm. down to the very last play. They throw a touchdown. South Carolina does, right. but there's a holding call, and the game's over, <laughs> and Citadel wins. 
<laughs> wow. I, mean, I, was, I remember the game because yeah. it was around the same time that Appalachian State beat yeah. Michigan. Yep. yep. And uh, before that happened, Citadel beating South Carolina was considered one of the bigger upsets yeah. that has ever in college football history. So, yeah, yeah was, no. I mean, it was it was great. It was great for me. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I mean, I, and I was that game, I was cheering for the Cox. He, <laughs> he is from Georgia, folks. Yeah, for sure. 100%. <laughs> uh, but. I mean, I had the the you colors on and everything, <laughs> but when we lose, I'm just cheering and laughing. It was just, it was great. It was a great moment. It was fun. I like that. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's actually one that a lot of people saw, and you kind of touched up on it a little bit with Randy Moss, but the Eli to David oh, yeah. Tyree catch yeah. was probably one of the best things I have ever seen. Uh, everyone wanted New England to lose. Yeah. That was not outside of Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Even the New England's in. I mean. It got to that point because fan bases, they tend to like really, really help you hate teams. Mm-hmm. And we've touched up on that a few times, me with Tennessee and Green Bay. It is what it is, folks. I'm pretty sure you don't really like us either in Alabama because I remember seeing y'all after a game that y'all barely win saying, it's just like football, holding up a little sign and everything <laughs> like that. But we're going to see what happens in a couple of weeks. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> back to Eli. So – to see him get what felt like was going to be the game-ending sack, mm-hmm. and for him to fight out like he did, just to sit there and yeah, go, it, was, it was beautiful. Roll out right, heave it downfield, and then you have probably one of the greatest catches. I mean, mm-hmm. immeasurable reception by Franco Harris was probably the more, more famous of the two at this point. But the helmet catch by David Tyree, especially after the fact that he had what a lot of people consider the worst practice you can have mm-hmm. in any practice, not let alone the day before the Super Bowl. To come down with a catch, Rodney Harrison basically undressing his his Absolutely. ass all the way down the field. Yep. And you know, and of course the rest is history. Giants win. And it, it was a huge moment for you know, it really, in my opinion, I know a lot of people say that he's fringe, but I think that Eli Manning's going to probably go to the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. And that would be one of the big reasons why right there, that particular play, the fact yeah. that he's won two mm-hmm. Super Bowls and it's who he won against. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Did you did you hear about um, what he did to Tom Brady after the games? No, what? So Eli Manning drew like horses or something like that, uh-huh. gave him a horse the yeah. first the first time. Yeah, he beat him, and and he asked for the horse back. So the next time he beat him, he's like, "Hey man, should have gave him a horse. <laughs> should have gave him a horse back." Damn, <laughs> now, I've seen that story like everywhere. Oh, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah. I like that. All right, so we are going on to number four. If there was a past player that paid, played for your favorite team and you could magically bring them back to their prime, who would it be? I'm going to bring this guy back, but he's he's going to sit on the bench. And who's that? Like I was asked. <laughs> who? Cadillac Williams. Cadillac Williams. <laughs> Isn't that like one of your top five running backs of all time? Oh, and he sucks ass. <laughs> he sucks ass. I was expecting like Mike Allstad. Or- no. Oh, man. I, I would love that too, but. I don't. I don't know why. I'm just like stuck on Cadillac Williams. I mean, he's he's it's the name. It has to be. I mean, that's when I when I 
was like, you know, watching football growing up and stuff. I just, all I heard was, mm-hmm. <laughs> not that, uh, Cadillac Williams, Cadillac Williams, Cadillac Williams. I mean, it was, it was mm-hmm. <laughs> imprinted in my mind. I mean, it's just, I love the guy. No, I, I love what he that. stands for. Um, his stats. Not, not amazing. Horrible. I mean, he had like what two seasons over twelve hundred yards. I mean, why don't you just go ahead and pick up Michael Clayton too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just—I don't know. I already—I know he sucks. I know he sucks. No, no, ass. no, no. I'm not his, criticizing his... <laughs> your your pick. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm listening to you. Yeah. I'm trying to fill you out, and I'm thinking of all these other players. Oh, We're yeah. talking oh, no, John Lynch oh, and Derek Brooks, uh, Rondé Barber, Rondé Barber. You know, Warren Sapp. Oh yeah. Oh, Simeon I Rice. I could have went with with I, legendary players, absolutely. Yeah. But you went with Cadillac Williams. I went with Cadillac Williams. I, I love that. You know, <laughs> you you really like to keep it home. You're my boy. <laughs> so I had to, man. I had to. So tell me his stats real quick if you got him over there. Yeah, so I want to hear it. His his rookie season. He, he had a good rookie season. Yeah, his rookie season actually was actually pretty good. He had 1,200 yards rushing. Um, yeah. Hold on, let me find him now. There we go. That's like half of them. <laughs> yeah so he had he had like 1200 yards rushing his first year every year after that was i mean under 900 yeah i already know no, i he know was, he, he's a very solid run, running back <laughs> i mean work done <laughs> the list goes on I'm i mean saying, he played for six years that seven long? years seven, seven years, years. Six what? with Tampa, one with St. Louis. Okay. Um, I mean, he had. I do remember that actually. Eight thousand yards. He had eight thousand yards altogether. Mm-hmm. That's actually not bad. It's not. No, that's uh, you know, not, not. I mean, he got hurt too. So two of those years. Oh yeah, no, I remember he tore his ACL that one year. Yeah, I mean, his it, knees were pretty much shredded when yeah, he left. It was over with. I mean, he just definitely wasn't the same after he got hurt. But I mean, it was just over with. I don't know. He was just definitely one of my favorite players. I would love to bring him back, but he he would not see the field at all. Just in a like third down situation, not even. Stuff. <laughs> just not sit even. there. I'm, just, I'm the paying bench. you to stay here. <laughs> I don't like you, Rashad White, but you're gonna be playing the whole game. <laughs> so I actually uh, thinking back on this, and I. You know, I'm a little bit older than you, and I have a little bit more chance of uh, a little. Yeah, only four, ten years older. Well, twelve. <laughs> but thinking back on this, I went with Brian Urlacher. Okay, uh, dude is. I mean, he came up in a time. Of course, if Ray Lewis was not in NFL, yeah, he would have probably been the man at yeah. middle linebacker. And I still think he is. So yeah. I think Brian Urlacher is the man. Yeah. I mean, he, he was the head of a very, very good defense that mm-hmm. has more than a few people that should be in the, the NFL Hall of Fame. I think, you know, Peanut Tillman, Charles mm-hmm. Tillman, will be in the Hall of Fame one day. Not so sure about Lance Briggs, but he was also a baller. Yeah. You know, and just that whole that whole defense was just amazing. We had Tommy Harris. We had, you know – 
just so many players that really stepped up at key moments, Julius Peppers even. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, the guy that really held it together was Brian Urlacher. Absolutely. And, I mean, game changer, two-time defensive player of the year. Like I said, if Ray Lewis wasn't there, he would have been – he would be him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are also Patrick, Patrick Willis, who I also loved, but he didn't play for my team. So – but I remember the first time I really – when they first drafted Brian Urlacher out of New Mexico, the Lobos, <laughs> and he was a safety. Yeah. And I remember sitting there and I was like, man, we need, we need someone like a quarterback. And I, you know, it's crazy that, you know, 20 something years later, I'm still saying we need something like a quarterback. <laughs> and <laughs> just haven't got it right. I think we're, we're getting there. We'll see what happens for the rest of the year. But yeah. I mean, Brian Urlacher was, he was just a man. And the first time I remember watching him, is it was towards the end of the season because the Bears were playing and you know they we sucked then too, and you know I remember he hit he made this hit and at this point he was like he had like 125 tackles, eight sacks, four interceptions. I mean he was balling his oh, rookie yeah. year too, yeah. and he comes up after he made the tackle and he's smiling and you see like a little bit of blood and everything because you know you're hitting all the time. But it was like this dude's cycle. I love it. Yeah, And, I mean, he's one of the few players that I actually have a jersey of that's not a throwback from, like, the 60s and 70s. Uh, it was one that my mom gave, bought me. And, you know, it's eventually going to go in my wall in here. But, yeah, Brian Urlacher is probably my my dude. That I, No, he's not probably. He's definitely the yeah. dude I would bring back. Yeah. Do you think he's the all-time greatest bear? No. Who do you think is? Uh, a lot of people will tell you Walter Payton. Uh-huh. Uh, as far as like on the offensive side, a lot of people will tell you Dick Buckus. Yeah. And I mean, that's one thing that the Bears are actually known for is they've always been known for their defense. And I mm-hmm. think that's really what kind of holds us back right now is because whenever you think Chicago, you think middle linebackers and right. stuff like that. We've had a lot of great ones. We had Singletary, Buckus, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Urlacher. We had Brian Cox. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's just that tradition. Well, Quan Smith would probably been up there too if we kept him. Oh yeah. So you know, and that's why I was kind of so butthurt about the fact that we traded oh, yeah. him away. And yeah. you know, it's because that's what we're used to. And you know, I, he's definitely up in the top. I would say top five at least. Okay. And we have a huge history. Yeah. I mean, we're one of the oldest teams. So. Absolutely. But yep. That's uh that's my dude and going on to number five. What player do you think should be in the Hall of Fame but isn't? In fact, if you want, go ahead and give me two. Go ahead and remember and give me the stats to back it up. Mm-hmm. All right, so the first guy I went with, um, he's a six foot tall receiver. Okay. Tory Holt. I like his stats. Yeah. No, he, he did. He's a seven time pro bowler, Super Bowl champ, two time leader in NFL and receptions. Yep. Um, 10 years with the Rams, one with the Jags, 74 touchdowns. I wouldn't count that last year with the Jags. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Um, I mean, like you said, led the NFL twice in receiving yards. Uh, all decade team with Randy Moss and T.O. He's been in a candidate. He's been a candidate four times. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he kind of deserves. To no, get in the Hall of Fame, does. for sure. For sure. I still think it's crazy he's only six feet tall. Yeah. 
No, he's an average guy yeah. in height. Because um, whenever you walk next to a professional football player, you're usually looking up. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that pick. And what's crazy about it is he was not the best receiver on those teams when he was on those teams. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to really say that if you really fathom them that because he was across from Isaac Bruce. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got the privilege when I went up to go see Payton Manning get inducted. Isaac Bruce was also getting inducted. Oh, that's cool. And he had an awesome story. Like his intro, go check it out on YouTube. It was amazing. Uh, is that the only one you got? Uh, the next guy, I went with Jared Allen. Nice. Um, Showed the defense some love. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I did. Um, when I was younger, I, mem- I remember hearing his name all the time. Um, five-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro, mm-hmm. 85 sacks for Minnesota in six years. That's crazy. Um, you know, 43 for Kansas uh, Kansas City in four. Um, you said 85 uh, or 65? I'm doing the math. 85. Math. 85. 85 in six so he's years. Ar- he's 128 right there. Yeah. So he's probably in ten, top. In 10 years. In 10 years. So yeah. he's already, you would think, top 20 in sacks. Right, right. Which, I mean, is, I mean, he has a couple more than that because mm-hmm. you know, he had a couple other stints somewhere else. But, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, he's been a candidate as well. I know he's going to get in. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Absolutely he's going to get in. Definitely. It's just a matter of time, just like Torrey Holt. Um, those are my guys. I like that. I like them both. Yeah. So the first one I've, you know, and I've <laughs> I've annoyed a few people on different uh, websites and stuff about this, but the first person I picked was Heinz Ward. Okay. I like uh, that. 1,000 receptions right on the nose, over 12,000 yards, 85 touchdowns. George boy. Two rings, Super Bowl MVP. Yeah. And a lot of people don't really like, you know, like hearing that because one, you know, they're, they're like, well, you know, his stats ain't that great. No, his stats are pretty damn good. Yeah, they are. I mean, his average is 12.1, which, you know, still catching a first down every time he touches it. Right. But a lot of people forget that he was on a run first second team. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have Ben Roethlisberger throwing it to him for, you know, his whole career. If he did, those numbers would be a lot better. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, when you have people like XFL MVP Tommy Maddox <laughs> and uh, Cordell slash Stewart throwing you the ball for a good percentage of your career, I would say half of your yeah. career, that's going to take a lot away from you. And they had the bus. They had fast Willie Parker. They had Amos in the backfield. They're going to hand the ball off to those guys. Those are really exceptional running backs. I mean, Bennis is a Hall of Famer. Uh, Willie Parker's probably not going to be. But, I mean, when he played, he was he was a baller. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, you know, what really sprung this is that I saw something where it had, like, the five players. Torrey Holt was another one mm-hmm. that was in that group. And another one that I would actually say that I would love to see go into the Hall of Fame is Andre Johnson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, I agree. Were, he had 1,072 uh, receptions, over 14,000 yards. But he only had 70 touchdowns. I thought he would have more. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, me too. But he also had Matt Chop throwing on the ball. <laughs> so You can't really do too much with that. No. He was a, he was a pick six machine. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It sucks for him. Yeah, it does. And, you know, speaking of sucking, number six, every player that has played in this great sport dreams of winning a championship. But how how many would agree that getting in the Hall of Fame is just as big? Who do you believe shouldn't be in there? 
And it, it hurts me to say that because yeah. I think if you get a chance to go there and they're like, you're not going to say, nah, you know what? I didn't deserve it. it you go and go and uh, mine would make a little more sense once I start reading it off to you. Um, so to be honest, I, I feel like everyone kind of deserves it. That's, no, that's already that. in. Yeah, no, know? I agree. Um, but who do you think should? Oh, been? I know. I know. <laughs> like everyone from like the old days probably isn't in the record books anymore. Um, but they all set a standard back in their day. Yeah, I agree. You know, they, they all, and that, why, it's the reason why we play football now. And I tried them. to, I tried to keep that in account. Yeah. Yeah. With my pick. Right. Um, and I actually went through, um, probably half of the 371 hall of famers mm-hmm. that they have. Um, and it's the only one that really kind of stood out to me was Edron James. Okay. Um, I've heard of his name. Yeah. I've seen him play, Yeah, but I've, I've never, you know, like, you know, put into perspective that he could be a hall of famer. Um, he had four seasons over 1500 yards, yep. which is great. Battled some injuries, right? Everything after that, trash. Like how? How much? I mean, trash? like a thousand. At that, well, I mean, so a thousand where is good, he but, went from kind of like Superman, he found his kryptonite and basically became average. Yeah, I mean, you got two thousand eight five hundred yards, which I mean, he was hurt. Yeah, that I'm assuming. <clears throat> Seattle one hundred twenty five. He played seven games. Um, two thousand two. This is his prime. A thousand yards. Two thousand one. 600 yards. I mean, it's just. So when did, what years did he actually break the 1500 yard marks? Uh, his rookie year. Um, the following year. Yeah. He, he broke 1700 yards. His first two years. I mean, he killed it. He did great. His sixth year and seventh year. He broke, he barely broke 1500. Still. Barely. I mean, that later on in the career, but also at the same time, do you think that's more attributed to the fact of what he was with who he was playing with, with Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning. Um, I mean, that would that would keep a lot of yeah. defenses honest. Yeah, for sure. And, and that and that's a yeah. I didn't even put that into per, to perspective at but, all. But I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, you know, you, well, you can't have a passing game without a running game. No, I agree with that. And I mean, also. Ironically, he also got inducted into the Hall of Fame when oh, I was really? up there. Yeah, really? yeah. So I, mean, I, I like how he plays. Yeah, I remember. You know, he had the dreads oh, and everything, and it was just it was just I re- flowing. I remember when he first got drafted because you would have thought a riot was about to happen mm-hmm. because a lot of people are like Ricky Williams at that time because yeah. Edge got drafted before him, mm-hmm. and the main reason why is they're like, well, he kind of reminds me of Marshall Falk because they just traded him to St. Louis. Yeah, and. Uh, Excuse me. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, it just fit what they were trying to do in Indianapolis more than Ricky Williams, who was not known to catch right. the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's who I got. I do. I do agree with that. Uh, and, you know, like you said, I mean, he earned it. Uh-huh. But also at the same time, that is a player that, you know, you sit there and you kind of look at it and you're like, should he be there? But right. I mean, it w- the thing, the thing about it too is, you know, your first two seasons you have over fifteen hundred yards. After that, I mean, you kind of shut down. You could have sixteen thousand yards rushing, just rushing, sixteen thousand in ten years. But I mean, instead you you got twelve, barely. Yeah. So, my pick. 
So you you may you might know him now as the guy that sits there and tries to mm. kiss up on reporters on the sidelines. Oh boy! And he's a lot old school. Like I wasn't born yet when this oh, guy man. was in the NFL. And he's known mainly for one thing, and it was a guarantee in Super Bowl three. Do you know who I'm talking about? I have about? no clue who you're talking about. So, no Young clue. Buck, I'm going to put a, go gonna, ahead and open You're going to learn me something Yeah, you're going to learn something right now because I'm going to dream us back <laughs> to a time before when I was even a baby. We're talking about Joe Namath. Okay. Okay. So, Joe Namath, he was the quarterback that famously said back in Super Bowl three that, you know, we're going to go in there. We're going to beat the Baltimore Colts, who at the time were like a two-touchdown favorite in their Super Bowl. Wow. And said, I'm, we're going to beat them. I guarantee it. Wow. They went on, of course, to play a very – I watched it on ESPN Classic. The <laughs> Probably one – it was up there with the Los Angeles Rams, New England Patriots Super Bowl, and probably being the, one of the most boring things I ever watched. Yeah. But they won 16-7. to Wow. And uh, – but his numbers – in his lifetime, the Jets went 62, 63, and 4. He completed 50.1% of his passes. He threw 173 touchdowns, 220 picks, and had a passer rating of 65.5. And to this day, I mean, he, you know, a lot of old timers, you know, if they actually listen to it, like my mom and, you know, her boyfriend Bill yeah. down there in Florida, they're sitting there like, well, they're probably not really listening, but if they were, they'll probably like, what <laughs> is that talking about? You know, hi, mom. Uh, but, you know, basically to me, the main reason why he got into it is he had probably one of the biggest landmark wins because when the Jets beat the Colts, it basically put them on the same plateau mm -hmm. as the AFL and NFL weren't quite merged yet. Right. And this was kind of this, hey, you know, we were kind of looking at them as like a second tier mm -hmm. uh league right and so joe namath joe willie broadway joe was the guy that i picked as a player that yeah i should see not that. really be in there no if you have more he had more picks than he had touchdowns he had uh almost 50 more picks yeah i mean touchdowns. that's that's crazy and he barely completed over half of it like 50.1 yeah. was his completion percentage yeah. i mean that's ridiculous but they were the high flying jets at the time. So, and I, I think his yardage, if I was to really look at it again, was probably maybe, maybe twenty four thousand yards. I mean, but, he was he was talking shit about Zach Wilson. Yeah, you know this guy isn't it. This guy, but ain't you it. weren't really it either. <laughs> well, he has that Hall of Fame yeah. ring. He has no. a he has the only Super Bowl ring for the Jets. Yeah, and you know. Golly. But, you know, that, that'll pretty much do our six-pack. But quick question for you. Mm -hmm. it, and this is something I ask elsewhere. Mm -hmm. If Aaron Rodgers comes back next year because it's an Achilles, so we don't know 100%. He says he's coming back, but yeah. let's be real. Your body will tell does. you something different. Mm -hmm. If Zach Wilson plays like he did in the second half of this Chiefs oh, yeah. game, you yeah. think they'll actually stick with him after Aaron Rodgers gets back? Um I think they're going to stick with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, now, yeah. No, they're going to stick with him to. until he's done. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, after yeah. Aaron Rodgers is done, if he next year. if he finishes, if he plays like he played that second half, yeah. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch out a little bit from oh. from what you're saying. If you notice the last couple seconds of the game, mm-hmm. the camera pans to Zach Wilson, right? And he says, "I lost the game for us." He took it. Now that right there, that's it. Just because you said that right there after last year. You know, you're saying like, hey, it's not my fault we're losing. It's not my fault. Yada, yada, yada. You're the quarterback. It doesn't matter if you throw for 500 yards. It's your fault no matter what. Exactly. You're the guy of the team. It doesn't matter. You're you're the guy. For him to, you know, kind of step up, mature, mm-hmm. I'm sticking with the guy 100%. Now, if he plays – if he plays like well, that. he has to continue doing it. I mean, he was looking up there and looking around for some Donna Kelsey earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, <saw> that too. <laughs> I mean, he killed it that second oh, half. No, he killed it. He killed it that second that half. That first drive, he went, what, five and five, 60 yards and a yeah. touchy, a tutty. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Now, they, now some horrible calls. Oh, yeah. The guy was, the Chiefs guy oh, the was holding for 15 oh, yeah. minutes. No doubt. It was ridiculous. A lot of, um, where's that? Oh, yeah. From the refs to the Chiefs. Mm. I mean, it was, yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it it was bad. Definitely some. Uh, some kissing. Yeah. Well, that will uh, finish up for that. And uh, we'll be right back for the SEC spotlight without some spicy stuff. <sighs> so it's just going to be us, folks. So. Uh, Sorry. Gird your loins. <laughs> right whenever you start to hear the drum line you know it's about that time for us to start talking about some college football and uh today seth's not here so typically he does some news around the sec and i've got a few things but not too many and he also you know sent Mm -hmm. us a thing where he was like hey y'all should bring this up and i was like okay sure but first things first uh unfortunately there is some bad news that we just recently heard uh uh, former last year, he was a team captain for the LSU Tigers. Greg Brooks Jr. was just recently diagnosed with, I'm going to blow this up, metabastroma. Anyway, rare uh, brain cancer that usually brain. affects 350 to 500 people in the United States every day. It's mostly found in kids. He went in earlier this year, had surgery for it. And they got the tumor out. It was successful. And, he, you know, he's going through all the rehab and everything. But it's just devastating to hear that this young man, you know, granted, we all like schools that don't really care for LSU. But, you know, sometimes life itself is bigger than the game. Absolutely. Um, That sucks to hear. Yeah. So our prayers go out to Greg Brooks, Jr. Uh, Hopefully, buddy, you, you kick its ass again. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, you know, I didn't really want to start off with a a low note as far as that goes, but, you know, by far, probably the most important thing that's going on in the SEC right now, other than the games, you know, 
Uh, the other thing that, uh, that Seth basically touched up on us with is that he wanted us to talk about how great Brock Bowers is. Yeah. And I know that yeah. you're sitting over there chubbing right now. Oh yeah. And you know, he I want got, us the game. Oh, he's won you more than a game. Yeah. He's, and he's won you so many games. <laughs> it's sickening how many games that he's actually won you. It's just like <laughs> his freshman like year. That, but <laughs> his his <laughs> man, man. The love fest that he's had with like Stetson Bennett and now with uh, Carson Bennett. I mean, mm. yeah. So you being a Georgia man, I want you to go ahead and start talking about your infatuation. With some Bowers. Rock Bowers, man. What can I say? He's fantastic. He is fantastic. No, he is. No, I will say that. I mean, you he single-handedly, I wouldn't say single-handedly, but he was probably 75% of the reason why y'all won y'all's first championship that year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When y'all beat us in the, in the championship, championship game. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the SEC championship, we couldn't give him the ball. No. At all. Had him on lockdown. I yeah. don't know what the hell we were doing yeah. after that, but yeah. Um, I mean, he's the sole reason we won Saturday. Mm-hmm. That second half, that was his. Oh, that yeah. whole second half, that was his. He had 20 yards like the first half or something like that. After that? Just, yeah. Uh, last, bless Ooh, you. Excuse me. Last you. Uh, last week against Auburn, which I know your butthole puckered. Yeah, um, for sure. He had eight receptions, 157 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I mean it. Before the game, before that, nine catches, 121, and two touchdowns. I mean, the other games, like literally, it, it's like he finally been found by Beck. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? Our offense can run through this young man. Yeah. Uh, so far for his career, 149 receptions, 2,237 yards, 23 touchdowns. Yeah. And rushing the ball, he has five more. Yeah. So 28 touchdowns altogether. For he has the second most receiving touchdowns in Georgia history. That's crazy. Tied with um, A.J. Green. Wow. Who's number one then? Um, oh, man. Watch it be like Fred Davis or something. No, no. Heinz Ward. I don't even think it's Heinz Ward. It might be Heinz Ward. But, uh, you know, as far as talking about it, and, of course, I'd shot back a joke with uh, saying, you know, no, nah, it's Kellen Winslow Jr. because he's a soldier. Uh, no, you know, to really and truthfully, I'll be 100% honest as an Alabama fan looking on over at what y'all got. You got that stat now? Yeah, it's Terrence Edwards. Actually, I vaguely remember him. Yeah. He played opposite of Fred Davis, I believe. Yeah, he did. Back in the Stafford years when y'all were winning championships. No, it was paper. before that. Really? Yeah, it was before that. Wow. That what was year? 1999, 02. Huh. Yeah. I remember yeah, 30. Him, yeah. Yeah, 30. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So, he can get – Brock Bowers can get seven more. Yeah, he's going to get go. seven. I mean, as, as much as they're feeding them right now, but, you know – I was trying to think of another college receiver. Now there's been a few that you really look at and you're like, Hmm, you know, he's really good. Like Miami had quite a few Oh like yeah, back to back yeah. to back. And during their title runs in the early two thousands, they had Greg Olson. They had Kellen Winslow jr. And you know, they had a few 
And of course, Greg Olson, you know, might be one of those fringe Hall of Famers later mm-hmm. on down the road. I I really loved him. I wish the Bears never got rid of him. Yeah, he was a good player. But uh, you know, I was sitting there trying to think of another tight end that really kind of blew it up, and I really can't at all say I can think of one right now. Yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey played what one year a tight end Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. The year before that, he played quarterback. I mean, there's not another. Not not a tight end where the offense goes completely through it. Yeah, no, know? not at all. And you know, really, intri- I know that Georgia ball is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Georgia. Uh, and, you know they they pride themselves on the run. Yeah, you know, absolutely. But, you know, right now, I mean, he's it's not it. there. He's it. Yeah, it ain't there. So you gotta you gotta find something else. Yeah, and it's it's a good thing that Carson Beck. Pulled back the blanket and found Bowers, for sure. Found him his baby. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about that a little bit. Now we can move on to some of the games that are coming up and yeah. everything. We can touch up on the other games, but we're running a little behind right now, which doesn't stop us usually, but we need to uh, – <laughs> we're sitting at an hour right now. But uh, big game coming up for y'all this week. This is probably going to be y'all's – well – probably is not the word this is y'all's biggest test yeah. so far this year uh yeah. y'all gonna be taking on uh university of kentucky yeah i'm scared well i'm i'm super scared honestly um i think the only only reason we win excuse me it depends on what happens with devin leary yeah um i also think the, the only really reason we win is because we're home i think that plays a big factor in the game any other – our defense played like shit right. last Saturday. Yeah, they did. Played horrible. Y'all are favored by 15 points right now. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. I don't I don't either. Uh, Raymond Davis had his coming out party last week mm-hmm. when the, he pretty much single-handedly just curb-stopped Florida. It was a and great this, game. And this – you know, typically we joke about Florida, you mm-hmm. know, especially last year, you know, but this year they, they actually have been pretty decent yeah. in my eyes. You know, they, they beat up on Tennessee a little bit. Uh, you know, not going to talk much about that because we lose viewers evidently when we start talking shit about <laughs> Tennessee, but it, for what, Kentucky did last week against Florida mm-hmm. and a lot of people, you know, we, we saw a lot of people in the SEC super conference uh, fan page talking about like, especially Kentucky fans were like, yeah, okay, but guys, you know, go, go sit down over there. You're basketball school. Yeah. They, I mean, they always had a good defense. Uh, Stoops ball, I mm-hmm. guess is the best way to put it. But now it seems like they, you know, they either had a decent quarterback. You know, I know, like, y'all didn't really care for Livis, but he, for the most part, did all right. Yeah, he did his job. Um, He just had no one to throw it to. Absolutely. And he had no one else to give it to. But uh, this year, I mean, with Davis and Leary, I mean, this is an offense that, you know, they also got that receiving core. This is an offense that can actually uh, put some numbers up. Absolutely. And it's scary. (laughs) It's scary. I mean, right now they're looking at, you know, second in the East, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, right now. I don't I mean, see. I mean, it, it depends on what happens to Tennessee, by the way. Congratulations yeah. on y'all's victory. I know I give y'all a lot of crap. We love to. 
Uh, but y'all pretty much uh, destroyed South Carolina. It Absolutely. looked like it was going to be a close game at first, but Milton, you know, I wouldn't say he was a world setter or anything like that. He still threw two interceptions, but y'all's running game. Yeah. They got that revenge. That was their re- revenge game. Yep. From last year. It was. As long as they know that there's going to be another revenge game in about two weeks. <laughs> and I, I'll be waiting for you, Seth, for that one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think this is going to be a big, ch- uh, a big, big test for y'all. And, yeah. uh, for those that want to know what time the game is, I've been writing this down for everyone. 7 p.m. ESPN. Mm-hmm. And the line, uh, the over under is at 48. I don't know why they go so high. I don't think that's going to. No, I think it's going to be a really low. I, yeah. I think it's going to be like uh, the Notre Dame, Ohio State yeah. slobber knocker that yeah. we saw a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I can see that. So LSU is another game that has uh, popped mm-hmm. up. And just to say, I'll say probably George is going to win that game. But, you know, last week, you know, Jane, uh, Jordan Davis, uh, sorry, Jaden Daniels mm-hmm. had over 500 yards from scrimmage mm-hmm. and it just was not enough. Yeah. And it, it's unreal when you sit there and you see a guy that is 500 yards, no turnovers, five touchdowns and you lose, you lose the game, you lose. And it's because basically Jackson dart <laughs> yeah. also balled out and yeah. had four touchdowns of his own, but he had a supporting cast. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever the big play was needed on defense, which there wasn't many because it was a uh, over, I think a hundred <laughs> points were scored. It was that was an offensive game. Oh, yeah. No, if you it, like offense, that's your game. Well, I'm a defensive guy, so you know I hated it. <laughs> but this week, they're going to be playing Mizzou, who's been kind of a surprise this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, also one of those things we kind of laugh about, like, hey, you're, you're okay. Go right. play lacrosse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> golf. Golf. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not welcome here. <laughs> Uh, they will be playing at Mizzou. The over/under is at sixty-four point five, so they're expecting wow. a shootout. Uh, LSU has a, a six-point favorite, mm-hmm. and I mean, it. What can you really say about it? I mean, I don't really know enough about Mizzou yeah. right now to really say you know that's them. Yeah, I don't. I don't have you know too much on Mizzou either, but I know when uh, when the big dogs come to play. They show up. They do. I mean, they every time they play Georgia, yeah, it's a close game. And uh, to see what they did with Kansas, yeah. I believe Kansas State actually, yeah, uh, they they went over there and they beat them. Uh, Brady Cook, who has been kind of a kind of a surprise, really. Uh, yeah, you, yeah. I'm looking at his stats right now, folks. I just pulled them up. Fourteen hundred sixty-eight yards, eleven touchdowns, no picks. Wow. I mean, yeah, he's doing good. He's doing really good. And, I mean, they got a good running back in uh, Cody Schrader, which I know that me and Seth talked about uh, before you came on mm-hmm. with us. And, I mean, they've they've been actually surprising some folks. But do you think they will have enough to actually beat LSU in no. that sorry defense? Not who uh, – I mean, they, they've only played Kansas State. and they, they barely won that, which is – I mean, it's nothing to, you know, shake a stick at. Really, I guess. Yeah. No, I mean, Kansas State is pretty much, you know, looking at their schedule in a second. Uh, they are pretty much the only team they have played. Yeah, basically. And they played played Memphis, which I think is not a bad team. 
No, they're usually pretty good. Um, I, I don't think they have enough to stop LSU. I, I can agree with that. I remember um, for a while there they had, uh, you know, I think it was Sam White or something like that, mm-hmm. where the, the defensive player that came out of the closet when he got drafted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when they were kind of. That's what they were known for then was their defense mm-hmm. and. They're trying to ret- return to the glory years. I mean, it's really tough for them. I mean, it's tough for any team, really, in the SEC. But, yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be LSU uh, winning that one. That's going to be at 12 p.m. on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, another game that I have set up before we get to the game is Notre Dame at Louisville. Okay. Uh, right now, Notre Dame is – They've had a couple close calls. Mm-hmm. Well, they lost the week before last, but they almost lost to Duke too. And you know, unfortunately, uh, Riley Leonard got hurt on the last play. Yeah, uh, high ankle sprain, so he'll be out for a couple weeks. And you know, we'll see what happens with Duke as far as that goes. But Notre Dame six point five favorite uh, over under is at fifty four over Louisville, who probably. I would say probably has probably the best offense mm-hmm. that they face this year. Yeah, I and, can agree. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of, you know, one Ohio State fan that will probably tell me, like, Med, what, <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, all the way over in Japan. But, you know. It, they also don't really have a defense. They don't. Louisville doesn't. Well, that's always been kind of their, their mantra. Yeah. Yeah. All offense, no defense. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, you know, with the simple fact that I think that I got notes. Um, of course, you know, talking about Notre Dame and everything, they got Sam Hartman, who has still not thrown any interceptions this year. Has over fourteen hundred yards, sixteen total touchdowns altogether. I think he has two like mm-hmm. Brady sneaks, right? And of course, you know, we've talked about Adrian Estime, who is just still a man among boys with his gaudy yeah, yeah. seven and a half. Uh, yards per carry and seven touchdowns. But there's a guy over on the other side called Jawar Jordan mm-hmm. receiver. He is. Well, actually I think he's the running back, yeah, but he is back. 73 touches, 669 yards, 9.2 yards per touch. Wow. And seven touchdowns game changer. Wow. I got a good line. then. They do. I mean, their uh, their quarterback Jack Plummer is. Whenever I think of Jack Plummer, I'm going to be honest. I I think of Jake Plummer from yeah. back in the day. Yep. Is are they related? I don't know. It'd be kind of cool if they were. Yeah. But uh, 1,400 yards, 12 touch total touchdowns, and six interceptions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's a baller too. But I just think with that that defense that Notre Dame has, yeah, this is the time where they get kind of lit up. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be really close. No. I mean, Notre Dame's going to score. I mean, Louisville allows what was it three hundred and twenty seven yards? Oh game. yeah, no, you're gonna you're gonna put up points on them. I'm not sure uh, Spencer Rattler who throws for all the yards but no touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, that's just they've allowed a hundred yards a game rushing, mm-hmm. two hundred eighteen passing. I mean, uh, no, nah, I don't think it's gonna be close. No, so they're gonna score though. Yeah, they're they'll going to score. score. You know, well, they're going to put up some points. It just depends on how many, and they're just not going to stop anyone. So no. I still think it's going to be Notre Dame, though. Yeah, one hundred percent. Did you know that Sam Hartman has been in the? He's been in there for a long time. Six years. Yeah, 
there for a long time. There's actually a player that is a tight end, and I gotta kind of look up his name, but he's been in college football for oh, nine. for nine years. Yeah. yeah, he played for Oregon. Now he plays for uh, the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I can't and remember he, his name. And he has another year. So they he already has, granted him that. Well, he doesn't know if he's taking it yet, mm. but he has another year. Ugh. And you guys were were dogging Stetson Bennett. All I, last I year, you know, to this 25-year-old is over here playing. That's Seth Foster that does that. He he, he has a hard-on for y'all guys. I mean, I now, do too. But I mean, Now no. every quarterback who's, who plays in college football is over like 30 years old. <laughs> they, they saw the Chris Winky way. That's how you get to the NFL. So uh, the last game that I have on here, and I mentioned it in the leadoff, is mm-hmm. the Red River Shootout. And yeah. this time, for the first time in a long time, this game's going to mean something. Yeah. Yep. Number three, Texas. Number 12, Oklahoma. And I might shock you with my pick, but uh, Ewers has just been balling out. You know, been kind of a fan of his ever since he beat the crap out of my team. Yep. Uh, still doing really well. Uh, 1,300. Yard, a little over 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns, one interception. Yep. Added five touchdowns rushing with that and has a QBR of 164.7. Wow. Now, when you hear that, you're like, man, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Then you hear about Dylan Gabriel, Gabriel. <laughs> who's yeah. been just unreal. Mad number, 75.2 completion percentage, 1,593 yards, 19 total touchdowns. Their receivers, now they don't run the ball evidently. Uh, yeah, not too much. Yeah. Major's got one touchdown. Yeah. So I'm looking at this. The combination of Jaleel Farouk, Drake Stoops, and Andrell Anthony. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to mention these three first, then their game breaker. 50 ton, 57 touches, 875 yards, 7 TDs. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Then you throw in Nick Anderson, who's only touched the ball 10 times for 279 yards. Wow. And five TDs. Goodness. When you're when you get in a tutty every two touches, oh yeah, that's it's nice. like what? So wow. looking at these stats and everything like that, I know Texas has a good defense. I haven't really been able to see much on Oklahoma, but I'm probably I I, mm. I like Texas, but I don't know. I, it's, it's gonna be closer than last year. Oh, a hell of a lot closer. They didn't have Gabriel last year. No, they did not. Um and right now, uh, Texas is favored by a touchdown. Yeah. But they're going to put up points. This game is also going to be at 12 p.m. on ABC. So which one are you going to watch, LSU or this game? I'll probably watch this one. Yeah. I'm no not doubt. really too cared about LSU and Mizzou. Yeah. It, it doesn't. You're not going to see them later, are you? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. We'll see Mizzou. But... Yeah, y'all see Mizzou. But, I mean. I mean, this is a, this is a more important game. I, yeah, I think this... – uh, this is one of those games where you sit there and this is going to be college football playoffs. Yeah. They're Maybe playing at national. Texas. Yeah. No, they, they have their own sit. They go to, oh, the they go to Dallas. They go to they like go to the Dallas. cotton bowl and that's play. Right. But I mean, you might as well say that's a home game. Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's kind of close, but it's just like the Georgia versus Florida going to Jacksonville. It's mm-hmm. really a Florida game. Yeah. Exactly. Every year. But as much money as these rivalries make, you would think they'd just build a stadium right smack dab on the border. Just right down the middle. You sit on that side. On that Florida-Georgia line. That Florida-Georgia line. Um, Not talking to band. <laughs> Man, that's hard. That is a hard game. Because you know what you're going to get with Texas. Yeah. We haven't really been able to see much with Oklahoma. And then you read up on them a little bit, and you're like, man, these boys are balling too. This might be one of the best quarterbacks Texas face. 
that is probably the best quarterback that they've. It's definitely the best quarterback they're facing this year. And that's why yeah, I kind of sure. like slide over towards Oklahoma a little bit and kind of thinking there might be an upset. Um, I'm going to go with Texas just because of their defense. Their defense is good. I think both offenses are going to score a lot. Well, not a lot. I don't think Oklahoma is going to score as much as. No, I don't think Oklahoma is going to stop Texas. Is the thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. think so either. But I think Texas wins. Maybe. It's going to be close. Yeah. It's going to be closer than that seven-point spread. That's six and a half, I mean. But if, still. if Texas wins this, they're in. They don't They don't play a, another decent game all year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, All the way up until, I guess, the Big 12 yeah, championship. Yeah. Whoopity-doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, they're in. I can see it. Yeah. They might be number two by the end of it. Possible. Then, then you'll have something that uh, that chick Heather was talking about earlier. Yeah, number two Texas. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so uh, moving on from the college and going into the big boys, we're okay. going into the pros. Uh, we've been keeping stats up on this so far. Seth has been doing really well with it. Uh, he's had crazy luck or skill, I guess is a good way to put it. In yeah. the last two weeks, he's gone ten and zero, folks on his predictions and games that really, I don't really, I'd look at and say, this is going to be a close game. These are not easy ones we're picking. Thankfully, all three of us are above 500. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Pat's, uh, Seth sitting at 14 and six, Pat's at 12 and eight, and I'm at 10 and 10. First game up that I have, and I'll, I'll just go to from, I guess, least to best, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee and in, in, at Indy. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Um, Man, this this was kind of tough, just because I th- I feel like Derrick Henry kind of got it going mm-hmm. this past week. I agree. Um, I'm going to go with Indy though, and I think Richardson shines again against that uh, stingy Tennessee defense that really locked it down on a couple last two teams they played. I mean, it ain't really saying much with Cincinnati, but uh, yeah, I'll yeah. You, so you're going with Richardson? I'm and going Indy. with yep. So Seth and I both went with Tennessee. I figured so. And kind of like what you said, I like what, you know, Derrick Henry mm-hmm. started looking like Derrick Henry again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Tannehill. Uh, I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, I know he's not having a good year either this year, even with Hopkins. Is Hopkins even played yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's, he's played, played every game. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just – we haven't seen anything. So, yeah. But, uh, no, I mean, I'm going he had with Tennessee. A, he had a sure touchdown this past weekend, but – I think Hopkins dropped it, if I'm not mistaken. That's very unhopkins like. It is very unhopkins like. Mm. I'm not big on Tannehill, man. I, I think, think it's time for him to go. Are. Yeah. And we'll uh maybe we'll bring that up on the next six pack or yeah. something like that. Uh next game, Houston at Atlanta. You want me to tell you who we picked? Yeah. I went with Houston. Yeah. Seth of course went Homer. Yeah. I went with Atlanta. I, mean, I can see that. Not- <laughs> Man, CJ Stroud is killing it. Yes. Um, I'm going with I went with Texans too. You went with Texans? Uh man, ATL is just sucking ass. It's not really ATL sucking ass, it's Desmond Ritter sucking yeah, ass yeah. right now. Well that's I just think it's I mean, me personally, and this is something that we could have probably talked about too earlier in the leadoff, is is it about time for Heineke to actually Oh, it's in? been time. It's been time for it's like been, two for or three me, games. For me, it's it's been time. As soon as you know, you can't. Well, the last get your game, receivers the ball. 
Well, not only that, I'm looking at what happened last week with Detroit. That was supposed to be a marquee matchup, and you just went out there and you just fell flat on your face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so you got Houston. I, I got, got Houston. Houston. Seth, you're a lone wolf on that one, buddy. <laughs> Hopefully, they give Bajan the ball every every play. <laughs> Him, well, Algier has been the one that's been uh, yeah. really killing it too. Yeah. So they got a great a good, running back. It's a good one-two punch. Kind of, but yeah, uh, next game up. We're going to go with uh, New Orleans and New England. At New England. Yeah. I uh, I went with New Orleans. Seth went with uh, New England, but I'm thinking about switching over to New England. because. But at the same time, I'm looking at what's going on there with all that drama. I'm going to stick with New Orleans. I'm going with New Orleans, and they bench Mac Jones. <laughs> this game. Again. Yeah. <laughs> you keep your ass on that bench, yeah. boy. Yeah. that's. I'm, I got to go with them. Do they still have uh, that that uh, backup from last year? I can't remember his name. But um, we were talking about him going. He's a scrambler? Yeah. Yeah. But he was balling. Yeah. You're talking about the pre- in the preseason? Oh, no, not that guy. I was, I was thinking of someone else, but that's uh, Malik Cunningham. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. been killing Yeah, yeah. Him. No, I, if he actually comes out there, yeah, Mac Jones is going somewhere else. Yeah. Come to the Bears. Uh, so – you got New Orleans. I got New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Seth, you are a lone wolf again. Maybe we need England. to just go with Seth. Yeah, just roll with <laughs> Seth. Next game up, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. One of the hardest hitting uh, games that has been out there for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be just as physical as last 20, it feels like. What are you thinking? I'm going Baltimore. Pitt just doesn't look like Pittsburgh anymore. Yet. I don't know if it's – yeah. I don't know if it's. They look like Pittsburgh when they uh, rearranged Nick Chubb's knee. Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I, I just. I liked Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. I did. I don't know if he's still hurt because I know he got hurt at the end of the game. He did get hurt. Um, I don't know if Trubisky is starting. Guy. If he's starting, I think they lose big. As a former Bears fan, I could tell you he's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think they lose big, man. If uh, he's I, it's a trifecta. All three of us went to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they didn't, what? huh? Baltimore lost too, didn't they? they lost no, they won. The, oh, I'm thinking of two weeks ago. Yeah, you're thinking. Or no, 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 no. They, they're they're undefeated. Yeah, no, they they beat. They should have won. They beat up lost. on uh, the Browns last week. Yeah, last lost. game. And uh, we've been chirping about it on the on the Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We got them boys. Mm-hmm. We got the Niners. This is easy for me. I mean, this is super easy. Is San Francisco and the competitiveness is completely incomparable. Can't do it. It's a trifecta again. Dak, you suck ass. <laughs> He's already in mid-season form, throwing picks left and right. The only thing that's going to actually keep it in there. uh, So we're going to give a little bit of a shout-out to Smash and Avery Johnson. Uh, They're pretty much the only two people that really uh, have been answering anything that's been going on on the Facebook page. Come on, guys. But, but, uh, yeah, wake up. Um, Avery Johnson, of course, I'm figuring as a Cowboys fan, he's he brought up it's going to be defensive game. You mm-hmm. know, it depends on if the defense shows up. I don't know if they are in this game. No, I mean San Francisco just has too many weapons. Absolutely, who's going to guard who? Exactly. 
You know, you're you lost probably I wouldn't say your best defensive player, but definitely one of your top three in right. Trav, uh and Diggs. Mm-hmm. And you know, Micah Parsons I think is actually starting to deal with a little bit of injuries right now too. He Which got kind of popped yeah. at one point. Um so I you know, being a smart guy, I went ahead and uh picked up Miami Dolphins and free agents on fantasy football <laughs> because I think that what's going to happen, first off, I think the Dolphins are playing in Chicago, so, just, mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to hearing from my nephew. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and uh, and also, at the same time, I just don't – there's just, like I said, too many weapons on San Francisco, so Absolutely. I'm going with San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock Purdy is looking really good this year. Uh, Dak Prescott has been pretty iffy for the most part. They're beating teams that they're supposed to. Right. Uh, you the same know, circle every season. It is. You no, know, we're them boys. We're them boys. Halfway through the season, we suck again. Yeah. <laughs> we suck again. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a trifecta with San Francisco, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I've, I've already seen like the memes and stuff like that, where Jerry Jones is like, "Oh, this could be their year," and everything. How would you say that, really and truthfully, if you were a player for the Cowboys and you have your owner sitting there now, he's being real. Yeah. But at the same time, it's saying that team, not mine, but that team, other than if you're a giant Giants owner right now or a Chicago Bears owner right now, how would you say that? You know? I don't know. And let me ask you something. Who has a worse quarterback situation at this moment between the Jets and the Giants and the Bears? Oh man. Is that is that a six pack for next week? That can be. Or just I don't off. for from that second half. I'm not going with the Jets. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. At this point, I can say, I'm, I'm going to say the Giants. Yeah. Because you just latched onto him for four years it's, in that ludicrous contract, and then he's ignoring the head coach when he's yelling at him. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah. No, I'd yell at him some more. Yeah. I'll go. He'd be going tone deaf by the time I was done with his ass. He'd be benched. Yeah. No, I don't he, care how much money you're making. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, they should not. Have, they should not have gave him that money. No, everybody knew that though. He had one good season. Maybe one day we'll do a, <laughs> we'll do that like a a thing yeah. where we just sit there and vent. That'll be one of our, <laughs> one of our uh, like one of those ones that we do whenever we're all out of town or something. Yeah. So, anyway, that pretty much does it with the yeah. show. Yeah. Seth, thanks for uh, stepping up on yeah. this week. Up, uh, Seth. Pat, thank you for <laughs> stepping That's up. That's all right. I'll be Seth. <laughs> You're like, as long as I get to sit in this chair. <laughs> Seems comfy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I need to get another one of those. It's no, the Hercules. We're, we're okay. It's yeah. all good. It's all gravy. Anyway, folks, y'all have a wonderful night or morning, day, yeah. whenever you're listening to us. <laughs> and, Thanks, uh, guys. Take it easy. Bye.